Welcome to Bitcoins and Gravy, episode number 72. At the time of this recording, Bitcoins are trading at $269 each, and everybody's favorite LTB coins are trading at .000113 US dollars each. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Now that's gravy. Welcome to Bitcoins and Gravy, and thanks for joining me today as I podcast from East Nashville, Tennessee with my trusty Siberian Husky, Maxwell, right here by my side. Say hello, Maxwell. (laughs) We're two Bitcoin enthusiasts who love talking about Bitcoins and sharing what we learn with you, the listener. Long-time listeners, thanks again for joining us, and thank you for your tips. New listeners, we hope you enjoy the show. On today's show, I interview film producer Torsten Hoffman about the release of his new Bitcoin documentary, Bitcoin, The End of Money as We Know It. This film recently picked up two awards at the Freedom Fest in Las Vegas. In the words of Calvin Tran, this important documentary is, and I quote, dynamic and filled to the brim with hard-hitting history. There's electricity in the pace, a kineticism in the narration, a fervor in the subject matter, and the high-stakes world of finance. It is a rapid film that catches you off guard with a title as provocative as itself, end of quote. Join me today, listeners, as I speak with Mr. Hoffman about this great film. All right, listeners, today on the show, I am thrilled to be talking once again with writer, director, and filmmaker, Torsten Hoffman. Mr. Hoffman, welcome back to Bitcoins and Gravy. Hi, John. Pleasure to talk to you. It's always great to talk to you. Now, you're in Melbourne right now, and I'm still in Monday, and you're on Tuesday already, right? That's correct. I'm (laughs) calling from the future. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So let's jump right in, man. You have produced and directed this great film called Bitcoin, The End of Money. Yeah, correct. And it's been a long journey, um, almost two years in the making. And uh, yeah, finally, it's all um, come to this point, and we're, we're launching today and tomorrow on various platforms. So it's a very exciting time for me. Okay, yeah, this is very exciting. I, of course, have seen the movie several times. It's a phenomenal movie. Of all of the Bitcoin movies I have seen, documentaries I've seen so far, this takes the cake. This is by far the best one on so many levels, and we can talk a little bit more about that a little later in the interview, the content that you have and how rich in content it is. And that's, for me, what makes a great documentary. Whether you've been in the Bitcoin world forever or you're just getting into it, this is the film that will give you that rich content that you're looking for for a well-rounded Bitcoin documentary with phenomenal continuity. The audio, the video, everything fits together in a perfect way. So I can't say enough about the film, man. <laughs> well, well, thank you so much. That, that means a lot. I mean, uh, we, we really tried hard to... Um, make it a documentary. Documentary for me means um, to explain things and and explaining this complex beast that is Bitcoin really, uh, yeah, there's a lot of content, a lot of information in there. And um, yeah, we didn't put too many um, personal opinions or, you know, uh, any of that kind of stuff in the film. So we we try to keep it neutral, uh, balanced as well. And um, yeah, thanks thanks for telling me about the um, continuity because, um, I mean, you you worked uh, with us on the film and you worked with Michael. Michael uh, is the co-director of the film and he was really responsible of making it look coherent and um yeah it's been it's been a challenge but i think we pulled it off quite nicely i think you definitely did so let me ask you what was your original idea for the film when you started back what two years ago 
Yeah, so the original idea was really, oh, um, I love technology, I love this Bitcoin thing, and nobody really understands it, so let's, let's make a film about Bitcoin and explain, explain it to people. Um, mm -hmm. But I quickly learned that you, you can't just jump right into the blockchain and, and Bitcoin. It's just too complex. And I, and I guess you kind of struggle with this every week in your show, right? I mean, yeah. it quickly gets too complex. And so uh, we ended up really talking about money. Half of the film is about money. What is money? How did it originate? Um, the history of banks, the history of, of finance. And only then can you kind of appreciate the innovation and the invention that Satoshi put forward. So um, mm. yeah, that's that, that was one of the things that I kind of learned in the process. And then another thing um, I was a bit surprised by, because when, when I first got into this world, people were talking about libertarian ideas and and um, money being free from governments. And I kind of thought this is bullshit. And yeah, I'm sorry to, to say that with the word here on the show. But, you know, I thought, oh, yeah, what the hell? I mean, it's a technology and it's money, what, what, you know. But but the more I looked into it, the more I understood it's it's a really bad idea to have governments um, in control of our money or yeah. any central authorities or central uh, control in charge of, of money. And that, that's um, something I learned. I completely agree with that. Well, what I like about the film is that even if you've been in the Bitcoin world for a while, which I have been since late 2010, I still learned, right? I still learned some new things about money and about the history of money, I think you succeeded all the way around. So can you talk to us a little bit about some of the great people that you had on? Obviously, the star of any movie, any Bitcoin movie these days would be, you know, starring Andreas Antonopoulos, right? <laughs> he's, yeah, he's my all time favorite. But you know, who else did you interview? And how did you get these guys? Yeah, so uh, I, let's let's first start off with Andreas. Andreas is just so good. I could just you know leave him um, just for for an entire hour. You can just leave Andreas yes. on it. He's <laughs> like everything he says. You can just write down. It's it's a book. It's like, like so perfect. Yes. But obviously, to make a film, you want a little bit more diversity. So yeah, we <laughs> we, we couldn't <laughs> do that. Um, so uh, yeah, we well, I traveled to uh, to many of these um, Bitcoin conferences in the last two years. So we recorded in uh, Miami. That was a Bitcoin conference. In Toronto, there was another conference. Uh, we recorded in New York twice um, at the Bloomberg office and at, at different offices there. And I went to London and Cambridge for two more interviews. Oh, in mm. Melbourne, Australia. So, yeah, we recorded on three continents wow. over uh, more than a year. Man. That sounds like a lot of work. It also sounds like a lot of fun. I'm stuck here in Nashville. For the next film, do you need a grip or something? What do they call those? You know, the best boy. Hey, John, go out and get a sandwich for me. <laughs> I want to be there, man. I'm going to be roaming the streets of London looking for a sandwich for you. <laughs> so, yeah, but uh, as you know, that's just one day, right? And then you 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 end up uh, three months in the cutting room, which isn't so... <laughs> It's just a lot of work. So let me ask you, you started back two years ago, started planning. I guess you started writing the film and then, you know, the film is finished now. What has changed even since the film has come out? Have some things changed in terms of how you're thinking about Bitcoin or what you want? Are there any things that you would do differently? Well, first of all, let me say uh, regarding the music, we obviously use your famous uh, Bitcoin song, O2 Satoshi, as the, the main theme song. So thank you for that. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Yes, the, the, the official Bitcoin song, right? Exactly, exactly. Um, well, what have I learned? I mean, I've 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 started at at zero, and and now I I, I think I do understand the, the concept of Bitcoin uh, 
quite extensively. But what I've really learned is things about money. And I think that's what I want the audience to understand um, is really the, the, the concept of um, why we came to a point that paper money suddenly existed and, and why um, uh, central banks and private banks just create money out of thin air and why all of our money is created as debt. I mean, if you, if it's still one of the most astounding facts for me, it's not really about Bitcoin, it's about every dollar that you hold, someone owes the dollar. There's one dollar of debt that is owed for every dollar that exists. And, yeah. and, and it, it's not even that there's enough dollars to pay it back because, you know, it's plus interest. So, I mean, that we are just living in a system that's kind of uh, screwed up. So, um, yeah, yeah. That, that was very, very interesting. And let me just quickly jump back to your earlier question, um, John. You ask about who else do we have on the film? And let me just, I, I don't want to walk through the entire list, but I mean, obviously, you know, we've Bitcoin Jesus, Roger Veer in it, and uh, Jeffrey Tucker, and, and all these um, uh, big and famous uh, Bitcoin gurus. But I think um, my point that I want to make is Bitcoin is not about white dudes and it's not about old white men or young white uh, entrepreneurs it's really an international thing and I, I tried the best that i could to make that point i mean there, there are women in the film there are asians africans uh, uh, people from all over the place and not only bitcoiners but also um, bankers economists journalists um, um, uh, critics even um, in the film so mm -hmm. we really try to have a, a balanced and a diverse um, um, a mix but as we said in the beginning it's just so hard i mean the people like Andreas, they're just so good in, in front of the camera. So it's hard to, you know, take them out and take somebody else in instead. Yeah, I think you did a good job of showing that diversity. And I thought it was a very fair look at money and at Bitcoin. Yeah, thanks. And I, that was really the challenge, right? I mean, as you know, it's, it's hard to find people who know about Bitcoin and still don't like it because the, the more people uh, research and, and understand it, uh, uh, the, the more solid it becomes. And I'm certainly a Bitcoin supporter. Um, but yeah, we, ha we do have those, those voices in the film because I, I do think they are important. And of course, if, if I go to someone like Netflix uh, right, and, and try to license my film to them, um, they will not take a, a Bitcoin fanboy film. They will, they will look for the, the rounded... Um, mm -hmm. Uh, approach and they will look for oh are there academics in it are there um, famous journalists in it and and yeah so I try to tick all these um, boxes and um, yeah we'll we'll see what the audience says to that well I think the audience is going to love it and I'm excited now you just won a couple of awards right at the Freedom Fest is that right yeah, it's correct. Just this uh, this weekend. So we had our world premiere in Las Vegas at the Freedom Fest. There's a little um, film festival attached to it. And we won two awards. One was Best International Documentary, which I'm very proud of. Oh, and um, the other one is Best Libertarian Ideas. So um, <laughs> going back to the libertarian <laughs> angles, um, that was very good. And actually, the um, after the world premiere, there was a um, panel discussion with Jeffrey Tucker, with Patrick Byrne, who you've interviewed famously. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, they discussed um, that topic further and it seems like the libertarian crowd is really um, getting into Bitcoin now so so I, I've been hearing that Freedom Fest was more vibrant than ever and um, Bitcoin is making great progress with this crowd. Wow I love that I wish I could have been there in Las Vegas with you guys it sounds like so much fun I've never even been to Las Vegas but you know Las Vegas aside who cares about that but this Freedom Fest uh, that just sounds phenomenal man I would love to have been there and uh, congratulations on those awards I think that's phenomenal you went in to show the film to people and they gave you some awards uh, I mean, awards is nice, but it's still, you know, two years um, of, of our lives and a lot of money, obviously. We did, we did raise some, some Kickstarter funds, but still, I mean, this is um, uh, an, an award alone is, 
is not a proof of concept. Proof of concept is if if we are able to um, you know get some some of the money back in terms of uh, licensing it to to television channels to Netflix or um, what are we doing now with the digital release so we really hope that um, uh, yeah the 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 audience will will follow our vision right now if somebody wants to see the film can they order the film right now yeah absolutely so we we just launched on several platforms so um, let me just walk through um, them one by one so maybe okay. the, the first one is um, how do I pay for the film with Bitcoin because so, yeah. You know that's uh, that's usually the first uh, question, <laughs> and uh, we work together with uh, the Protocol TV, um, which is a small um, company out of Los Angeles and Atlanta, and um, they they have had videos up for for the longest time where they sell like for fifty cents or forty nine cents. You can watch a video, mm -hmm. and uh, we're uh, going with them for the full documentary, and um, you can just go to the Protocol TV. Um, then the, the second one is BitTorrent. Now BitTorrent is yeah. is uh, maybe a little controversial for some, but BitTorrent now has um, not only the the technology to allow a lot of illegal um, um, streams and, and all these kind of illegal pirated um, content, they are a very legit technology company. They support a lot of the um, big websites all around the world, and they also have a pay VOD service, which they call Bitcoin Bundles. And mm. we, we just went live with them, um, so you can download the film and tons of bonus materials for, I think, $7 oh, wow. is the price at uh, BitTorrent. And then the most easiest one probably is Vimeo. Everybody knows uh, Vimeo. Yeah. It's, it's easy um, and just to download or to stream or rent or to download or something like that. Um, so that one is easy. And we're still struggling a little bit with iTunes and Amazon. Those guys are larger companies. It's harder to to um, manage all their technical requirements. We have mm -hmm. some some problems with the subtitlings and, and things like that. But um, I think by the time the video is out, uh, probably um, we will be live on Amazon and iTunes as well. <laughs> One thing that I carry with me proudly wherever I go is my Bitcoin keychain. One of the great things about being in the Bitcoin sphere is the amazingly talented and creative people that we get to meet. Rob Mitchell, the host of the Bitcoin game, is definitely no exception to this rule. I first met Rob in person at the Texas Bitcoin conference earlier this year, and we had a great time talking about everything Bitcoin related. But what really knocked my socks off was a gift that Rob gave me that I carry with me each and every day, wherever I go. That is my Bitcoin keychain. My Bitcoin keychain is brass plated and basically looks like a physical Bitcoin. It has a nice hefty weight to it and it feels good in my hand. My Bitcoin keychain serves as a constant reminder to me of the power that Bitcoin has to change the world for the better, to empower me, and to empower people around the world. To get your own Bitcoin keychain, just head over to bkeychain.com. That's the letter B, keychain.com. For about the price of a burger and a beer, you can own your own Bitcoin keychain today and carry it with you throughout the years while we watch from our front row seats as this amazing, earth-changing drama unfolds before our very eyes. Get your Bitcoin keychain today by going to bkeychain.com.
Do you have plans to show this film in theaters around the country and around the world? Yeah, so actually we, we have been approached by uh, many uh, people um, and I assume many more will follow in the next couple of weeks. So um, we are going to do it in Israel. We have um, had a few screenings in Germany. Uh, I'm sure that uh, in America there will also be some, some screenings. But um, I haven't really figured out how to manage all that and how to um, uh, organize those screenings. So if any, any one of your audience has an idea or has contacts to theaters, please let me know. I'm, I'm a rookie in this game. Okay, so we have here in Nashville the Belcourt Theater, which is now a nonprofit organization. They show great art films and indie films, and they have events there. I would love to see the film at the Belcourt. You know, what can I do? Or tell listeners what we can do if we have a theater that we feel would be receptive to the film. Get in touch with me. I mean, now with, with your concrete example, I mean, let, let's just do it. I'll, I'll send you the highest resolution uh, version that I have, and okay. let's, uh, let's split the money if we make any money um, or something like that. I mean, let's, let's you know, not overthink it and do too much paperwork. Let's just uh, get the film out to, to people. And, um, you know, it's not going to make you rich or me rich, or, but, uh, but it's, it's about um, getting the, the film out. I agree. Okay, yeah, that's exciting. So it really, anybody, just get in touch with you. Uh, information for how to get in touch with Torsen will be in in the show notes, and I always ask my guests if you have time after the show comes out Sunday, if you could log into your account on Let's Talk Bitcoin and join the conversation there in the comments section below the show notes. Listeners often want to continue the conversation with whoever I was interviewing, and in this instance, I'm positive that people are going to be knocking on your door and wanting to know more about it. Sure, I'm a member of the, of the LTB community. Sure, let's do that. Sure. Okay, that sounds great. Now, you have street credibility now. I mean, if you're going to watch any of those YouTube videos from Freedom Fest or read the articles about Freedom Fest, I'm sure that your film is going to come up. That's pretty exciting. That gives you street credibility coming out of the gate. And I think that's really important for a film that you're taking seriously because you've done something in a way that people really can sink their teeth into, that they can really understand and go, oh, wow, this is a great explanation of money and a great explanation of Bitcoin. I have to say it again, not just for people who are novices who want to learn about money and Bitcoin, but for people who have been in it for a while. This is just a really great film on so many levels. Two comments on that. So regarding the, the film festivals, they are actually more important than people realize. So I'm, I, my background is media distribution, and I, I do license documentaries to clients all over the world. And, and, oh. and a film that has won a few awards will be taken more seriously because there's so much content on YouTube and all these other platforms. So how does a Chinese TV channels, uh, you, you know, differentiate? How do they know this is actually a, a good movie or not a good movie? And um, yeah, so hopefully that will help us bringing uh, the film out to, to the big audiences. I mean, the Bitcoin community is a great start and the libertarian crowd is a great fan base. But ideally, right, we would want to have the film on I don't know, the BBC or something, you know, the yeah. CNN. I, you know, I'm, I'm just um, making this up now. Obviously, those, th those will be uh, tough to get. But um, the next step would be really the, the big broadcasters and the big companies like Netflix and things like that. And um, the, the other comment that you just made, yeah. So we, we actually did try to have it interesting for both audiences. So the Bitcoin crowd will still find a few little interesting um, uh, stories, interesting factoids, interesting things they didn't know. Um, or like that one comment 
by the guy who met Satoshi in the year 2005, right? That is some, oh, someone, yeah. <laughs> something, something new that people maybe didn't really uh, know about. And, and, but also, I mean, to be honest, the film is targeted for people that have no idea about Bitcoin. So it, it's, yes. it's uh, as, uh, someone who is interested in money, have, has heard about Bitcoin a couple of times, and now is ready to take a 60-minute uh, crash course in, in, in the subject. Yeah, I think it does a great job of that and drawing people in and making you really curious about the subject from the very beginning. I think the film is dynamic throughout is the best way I can put it. So what about other film festivals? Are there other opportunities for other film festivals for this film moving forward over the next year or two? Yeah, so we've done now maybe 12 or 15 different festival submissions, and it's actually quite expensive. I think we oh. spend, um, I don't know, maybe $2,000 on, on all these festivals. And I kind of put a stop to it because um, uh, I'm running out of money, you know, two years has been a long time and it, wow. it's time to do the, the balance on the, on the whole project. So um, I've kind of stopped, but I think once now we get more press and, and these awards, I think film festivals will approach us or we will, we will see some film festivals that kind of fit our technology slash libertarian angle. And then, of course, we'll, we'll continue with that as well. Sure. I see. Yeah, I had no idea that it actually costs money to submit a film to a film festival. I, I guess that makes sense, right? They have to pay for people to, to view it and to vote on it. I have no idea how any of that is done. I imagine it's very competitive. Yeah, and I, I'm hearing that um, film festivals get hundreds and hundreds of submissions. And the, the larger and more famous those film festivals, the more they get. So I guess they have to have a... Uh, an entry uh, uh, price uh, to to reduce that number, and they have to pay people to watch uh, all all of this content. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's tough. It was also the first time for me, so it's one of the things I I learned as well on the way. So tell our listeners, if you would, what is your background? Uh, first, your background in Bitcoin, how you discovered Bitcoin, and then next, your background in film. So I've been in the media industry now for. 10, 12 years, something like that, um, and uh, but never on the creative side. So I've, I've been working for a cable company. I've been working as consultant for TV channels, and now I run a company in distribution. So I buy and sell and, and, and publish documentaries. So I, I do know a lot about this space, but this was the very first time I decided to make a film on my own. Um, and my background in Bitcoin, I did a um, finance MBA um, five, six years ago. Um, and um, one of the the... Um, papers that I had to write uh, was, or that I chose to write was about local currencies, which is like a, how to get out of the regular government money. Mm -hmm. um, a, a local area, town, um, a neighborhood decides, hey, let's, let's use that script money that we just circulate among ourselves so it doesn't get um, sucked up by the big corporations and right. then ends up at, at Wall Street with a 1%. Uh -huh. um, and that, that is very interesting idea with histories both in Germany and also in, in America and that's the first time when I kind of questioned um, fiat money I guess and, yeah. and ever since then so that was 2009 I believe ever since then I've been very, I've been keeping my eyes and ears open and um, yeah when I heard about Bitcoin that was that was it it was clear to me that um, this is an uh, important uh, innovation and it was clear to me that this is a great subject for a um, documentary 
Yeah, I don't think you could have picked a better one. You know, I've read many different stories about different currencies in small towns that they've used in times of crisis and also just because people have wanted to do it, right? I think Davis, California, if I recall, has like a Davis buck that you can use around between all of the different businesses, and it works really well for people. I imagine that they're already doing something similar to that in many parts of the world, maybe even in Greece. I think some of the islands are starting to do things like this. Um, but yeah, that's a, fa- that's a fascinating subject. It really is. And, and in mentioning um, Greece, actually, um, we couldn't have picked a better time to release the film. I mean, um, um, Bitcoin has benefited quite a lot. It's been um, going up, I think, 30% over the last 30 days. And I think that was mainly due to media exposure due to the euro crisis. Mm-hmm. And um, I've just had um, our first couple of pre-orders from, from Vimeo. And the first one was from Greece, actually. So I'm quite, oh, wow. kind of uh, <laughs> proud of that. Yeah, That is great, man. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah, the the situation in Greece, I've been following it, but uh, I'm not uh, personally a big fan of the Eurozone, and I can't say that I've been uh, tremendously vocal against the Eurozone, but when I look at the history of Greece and some of the other Mediterranean countries, it really looks to me like it would have been better for them if they had just stayed doing the things that they were doing. I don't think that entering into the Eurozone was necessarily the best thing. I think there could be a future for the Mediterranean countries and for the other countries of Europe to work in a Eurozone situation, but I just happen to know from my reading that there has been an awful lot of misappropriation of funds and blatant thievery along the way. So I think that's what a lot of people are having a problem with. That It's brought us to where we are right now. Why should it be that Greece has fallen like it is? It's very easy for people to point fingers at Greece and say, you're all lazy and you're corrupt. But that's really an oversimplification of the situation from the Greek perspective. If you're one of the majority of Greeks who has your entire life been working your ass off, right, and you've never stopped and you've done your best for your family, and then uh, you hear these things in the news where people are saying, Greeks are lazy, Greeks are corrupt, and you've never you know, taken a bribe or done anything illegal in your entire life. All you've done is work really hard, which, again, I think that's the majority of the Greek people. I think that they've been really criticized unfairly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not an expert on this situation, but uh, what, what I will say is, it's just damn scary if you wake up in the morning and you can't get money out of your own bank account, yeah. right? Or, or, or um, what also might happen or what happened in, in Cyprus a couple of years ago where the government just says, oh, okay, we'll take 10% out of your bank account. And, right. and that's when you realize the money that you think you own is actually not your own. And and yeah. that's that's just the the amazing um, invention and and. Uh, reimagination that that Satoshi brought to the world by saying, "Hey, you know, we can be in control of our own wealth," and that, that's just um, it, it. Always goes back to to the point of of decentralizing uh, money and and mm-hmm. t- treating money as it should be treated as a as a digital item that should not be controlled by governments, by borders, by banks, or, or whatever. You, we should be in control of it, just like how we send um, emails back and forth yes. uh, or, or, or other items. Yes, I completely agree, and, and I. I think we're going to see, I, I always say this, but I really think we're going to see a future that is parallel to what we're living today. And that is where there are a lot of freedoms, you know, to use money in any way that you choose, 
you know, when you use cash and you go out and you spend cash, I think that there will be a lot of freedoms as we incorporate digital currencies more and more into our lives. But then, of course, we're going to see governments doing their best to control people through these technologies. And I think that governments may in the future even have more control over people's lives and information than they do now if everything one day is all digital and there is no cash that you can hand to somebody and and nobody knows about it. So that's what I have as far as fears for the future and hopes for the future, that it will make all of us a little bit more free in terms of what we can do with our personal finances. But then it's also potentially a weapon for governments to just control people a little bit more than they do now. So those are my fears. And I think in having those fears and discussing those fears, I think that we all need to, because I think if we don't, then we're going to get blindsided. We're going to wake up in 20 years and go, man, the government, now they require that I have to have a chip that tells everything about everything. And they're working with Facebook and Google now. And they've got all of my information, you know, they know what I had for dinner and they know that I've had that mole removed last week at the dermatologist. And, you know, I mean, it could get pretty scary scary in terms of how much information the government could gather on somebody. So that's what I, I think we need to continue to talk about that because I think it's really important so that we don't wake up one day and find ourselves in that situation. Well, yeah. And in that spirit, should we offer your listeners a special discount code for the documentary? Oh, hey, I love that. Yeah, let's do that. How does this work? Okay, so um, uh, Vimeo.com is obviously the big um, video site, and um, on Vimeo On Demand, there's going to be um, our film, and we have the um, link on the on the show notes. So when you um, um, order order the film, either on rent or on buy, I think these are okay. the two options, uh, we, uh, we'll be able to do a 20% discount for your oh, wow. listeners, and the discount code is GRAVY20. So just G-R-A-V-Y-20. Two zero, um, uh, all small letters, and yep, that code is going to be valid until the end of the month, and yeah, hopefully, um, some will um, make use of it. Okay, that's great. Now, just until the end of the month, just until the end of July, is that right? Yeah, correct. That's how the system works in here. Yeah. Okay, so gravy twenty. So you would just. Put that in when you go to Vimeo.com to buy or to rent the film. There will be a place for the discount code there, right? That's correct. Yeah, that's like a um, enter promo code. Okay. Yeah, we've all seen that many times when we're checking out to buy something and we all think, man, I wish I had a promo code. <laughs> I don't have one. Where do you get these promo codes from? But <laughs> listeners, now you have a promo code, Gravy20, Gravy20. Oh, that's great, man. So what else would you like to tell our listeners before we wrap it up anything else about the film that they should know uh, to inspire them to go out and buy the film or rent the film um, yeah, so one last message to your listeners and, and one uh, personal message to you John as well so first um, um, to everyone uh, listening so you know we are independent filmmakers and we've spent a lot of uh, time and money on this thing but you can you can help us in so many ways by just uh, tweeting us by just um, um, reviewing us on IMDB give us a, a little review or a rating um, um, follow us on Facebook all these little things actually do matter because if um, Netflix um, looks at the film in two or three weeks and they see hey there's actually a, a real community around this film um, uh, this this will help so for example our, our um, trailer on on YouTube had I think 10,000 views nice. in three days and that, that that is that is considered okay this is a real film uh, and there's a real audience for it so if if you are interested in getting the Bitcoin message out in the world the best 
thing that you can do is really to share it and to to talk about it and to uh, rate it and review it okay. and, and things like that. So I would really appreciate it. And um, John, for you, just one last message. I really do appreciate all the work that you've put into this film. We've been um, not an easy uh, client, I guess. <laughs> so um, for those of you uh, who have not heard, so John is the narrator, of course, of, of the documentary. And we've been... Um, harassing him like to do this last minute oh we have two more hours to do this this sentence new and oh could you please delete that one word or this differently and um you've been like always exact on the timing and it's not it's not easy to to hit the right timing that that michael did in the editing room and to to do it right and it, it, it was a tough job and i really appreciate it and and thanks for being so flexible and and kind to us well thank you so much for the opportunity is the first thing and the other thing is i learned a lot working with you and working with michael Michael's phenomenal. He's a phenomenal mind. You are certainly a phenomenal mind to be reckoned with. So for me, it was a great learning experience. And for me, it was just, you know, to be able to deliver that content and those lines that you guys wrote, the copy, that was just so uplifting to me in so many ways. Honestly, if someone had said, you know, will you do a documentary about, I don't know, saving the whales? I love whales and I'll be happy to save the whales. But the content of this film is so important to uh, <laughs> you know, to human beings and to the world, and then trickling on down to the whales and everything else that lives on the planet. I mean, this is a really important film. So I felt like the whole time I was doing it, like I was involved in something really important. And I still feel that I'm very proud and very humbled that you asked me to do this. And it's been a great life experience for me. Well, thank you. Thank you again. And uh, thanks to your listeners. And um, see you on the chat room and on the email and Twitter and everywhere else uh, very soon. All right, listeners, you've been listening to Torsten Hoffman, the writer, director, producer, and filmmaker. He has been talking to us from the future. Torsten, thank you so much for everything and for being on the show, and I hope to talk to you soon. All right. Thank you, sir. Have a good night. You too, Torsten. Take care, man. Bye. Thanks. This episode of Bitcoins and Gravy is brought to you by our good friends at MoonshineBootWax.com. Made by hand in small batches right here in East Nashville, Tennessee, Moonshine Cowboy Boot Wax is the original, all-natural, non-toxic boot wax with a scent of orange. Moonshine Cowboy Boot Wax is a proprietary blend of American beeswax and other fine, all-natural ingredients. It's specially formulated to feed and protect your leather while also offering an excellent long-lasting shine. Whether it's your cowboy boots, your expensive wing tips, or your wife's favorite pumps, Moonshine Boot Wax is a must-have for gentlemen who care about their appearance. Moonshine Boot Wax is proud to partner with Community Food Advocates, a nonprofit organization working to end hunger by creating a healthy, just, and sustainable food system. Together with Community Food Advocates, Moonshine Cowboy Boot Wax is making a positive difference in the Nashville community, one shine at a time. You can buy your very own four ounce tin today by going to moonshinebootwax.com. And best of all, you can pay using Bitcoin. Now climb aboard, y'all. This train is bound for glory. And there's plenty of room for all. Well, Satoshi Nakamoto, that's a name I love to say. And we don't know much about him, but he came to save the day. When he wrote about the way things are and the way things are to be, he gave us all a protocol this world had never seen. Oh, Bitcoin, as you're going into the old blockchain. Oh, Bitcoin, I know you're going to.
knows, everybody knows, till everybody knows your name. Down the road it will be told about the death of old Mount Gox, about traders trading altar coins and miners mining blocks. But them good old boys back in Illinois and on down through Tennessee, see they don't care to be a millionaire, they're just wanting to be free. Oh, Bitcoin, as you're going into the old blockchain, oh, Bitcoin, I know you're going to rain, going to rain, till everybody knows, everybody knows, till everybody knows your name. A promise to deliver us from age-old tyranny A Bitcoin as you're going into the old blockchain A Bitcoin, I know you're going to rain, gonna rain Till everybody knows, everybody knows, till everybody knows your name Till everybody knows, everybody knows, till everybody knows your Give me some exposure Everybody knows your name, sing it Oh Lord, pass me some more Oh Lord, before I have to go. And I know that it may sound absurd, but I have for you a magic word. And today the magic word is keychain. That's K-E-Y-C-H-A-I-N. Keychain. As in the sentence, to get your very own Bitcoin keychain, just head over to bkeychain.com. For less than the price of a burger and a beer, you can own your very own heavy in the hand brass-plated Bitcoin keychain today. And of course, you can pay using Bitcoin. That's right, bkeychain.com. And I'd like to thank my guest on the show today, Torsten Hoffman, the writer, director, and producer of the new documentary, Bitcoin, The End of Money as We Know It. Mr. Hoffman has said about the film, it has been a long journey, and we want to thank the Bitcoin community for their support on Kickstarter, Twitter, Reddit, and Facebook. He points out that the film is not targeted at savvy Bitcoin users who already grasp the disruptive nature of the technology. Instead, this documentary is for your friends and colleagues who don't get it yet. Go to Vimeo.com to rent or download this film today. Also, check the show notes for all of the ways to find this great film online. Bitcoin, the end of money as we know it. Bitcoin. 
And finally, listeners, remember the discount code GRAVY20. When you go to rent or buy this film, use the discount code GRAVY20. That's G-R-A-V-Y-20. GRAVY20. By doing so, you will get 20% off the cost of this film. Thanks for joining me today for another episode of Bitcoins and Gravy. I'm your host, John Barrett, here with my trusty dog, Maxwell, by my side. Say goodbye, Maxwell. Loyal listeners, we will see you next week for another episode of Bitcoins and Gravy, broadcasting live from the Treehouse Studio here in beautiful East Nashville, Tennessee. And as I always like to say, remember folks, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men and women to do nothing. Go out there and do something, folks. We have front row seats in the development of a historic technology that is doing things that have never been done before. And every day that goes by, I just feel amazed at at having this opportunity to be frontline observer and sometimes influencer in what is turning out to be perhaps a historic generational worldwide impactful disruptive change in technology, one that will create history. And that is an amazing feeling. Look closely. What do we all have in common? No matter what corner of the world you live in, you need food, water, shelter, and money. Half of every transaction involves money in exchange for goods or services, stocks, a loaf of bread, illegal drugs. You gotta pay for it. We spend much of our lives chasing money to make a living and accomplish our dreams. But it's also an instrument of destruction. Some might say evil, driving criminals to lie, steal, and even murder. The existing banking system extracts enormous value from society, and it is parasitic in nature. Money is a catalyst for the worst and the best of human endeavor. Before civilization, we created currency, fuel for wars, the path to power, champion and enemy of innovation. Money is so integral to our society and our global economy that its true nature remains a mystery to most. This is the story of money, perhaps the end of money as we know it. No matter how fat your bank account or how thin your wallet, to us it's all cold hard cash. There are some who want to kill it, get rid of it, Burn your dollars, your euros, your yen, and transform every penny you have into ones and zeros. Digital currency, entrust it to the web and computers spread across the planet. Magic internet money. It's called cryptocurrency, Bitcoin. Invented in secret, it was a gift to the world. It's not just the currency, but it's actually programmable money. A potential curse on bankers. And there's nothing that the, the big banks or politicians can do to stop it. Breaking every government's grip on money supply. What the internet did for information, Bitcoin is doing for money. Could it be the new gold? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you have to really stretch your uh, imagination to infer what the intrinsic value of Bitcoin is.
regulators, the Federal Reserve, the banking system, at least understand this is a thing that they have to take seriously. This is going to change the economic culture. Bitcoin could be a microeconomic miracle worker and it could be a macroeconomic wrecking ball. Is Bitcoin the currency of the future? A godsend for criminals? Or a recipe for financial disaster? If you trust your money just as it is, we have a little story to share.